For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a daily podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. All this week, we'll be talking to Augusta Fair. Uh, Looking forward to uh, talking with you. Um, Augusta is the student ministry assistant at First Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. And Augusta, how long have you been there? I've been there about three years. All right. So I've been there for three years, and you are married to uh, Bailey. And how how long have you all been married? Uh, we've been married in October for three years. Okay, so good, months. good job. I, I should have warned you that I was going to ask that because sometimes I've asked people how long they've been married and uh, they struggle a little bit. So you, you <laughs> yeah. got it. That was that was it's good. Because I know how long I've worked, but I know how long I've been married. There so you that's go. It. Okay, yeah. Um, and I guess so. Wh- wh- where are you from originally, and how did you, I guess, end up at First Pres? Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So um, I grew up on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, so Pascagoula, Mississippi. And um, after Hurricane Katrina, my family relocated to Jackson and uh, actually went to Pear Orchard um, with John as my youth minister. So (laughs) that's right. And um, and then went to Ole Miss and started interning at First Pres just through some friendships that I had from friends that were high school friends and Ole Miss friends. And um, kind of by the end of college, Still was thinking about other career options and uh, got a call from someone on staff and they were like, don't you want to come work in, in youth ministry? And I was like, I don't know about that. And just the more I prayed about it, the more I thought about it, the more it became apparent that the Lord was calling me to full-time youth ministry. So that's kind of how it happened. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, it's great having you in the area and um, yeah, looking forward to being able to, to talk to you and ask you some of these uh, questions as uh, those who listen to the show uh, regularly know we were starting our second season and have started that. And uh, the theme of this season is frequently asked questions. Um, and so Augusta, what we've been doing to start off is just um, asking, you know, what is the most frequently asked question you've received um, from students? Because we know that, um, you know, from, from different contexts, uh, people are going to get different questions. And um, so we're, we're interested to hear, uh, you know, there's going to be some similarities, but some differences. So uh, with that being said, what is the most frequently asked question uh, you've received from students? Yeah, so um, I would say that often I see in my context that that kids or at least the girls, um, do not ask that many questions. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's that they're not reflecting or um, if they're busy. I'm not really sure what it is, but I do get some, but I would say for the most part, I think that a lot of times they don't mm. um, ask questions. So but, are you mm. saying that it's, it's hard to um, you know, engage them, to, to get them to ask any questions, to have conversation with you? Uh, is, that, is that kind of what you're saying? No, no, I feel like it's more just like I ask them a lot of questions, but getting them 
you know, just a child coming to me with a question uh, or a student coming to me with a question about um, something that they've been thinking about or wondering about. They they sometimes it doesn't seem that they're wondering about that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that might sound odd. But uh, and like I said, it's probably the context that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I do, I do every now and then get some and I'd say that that if it's a theological question, we've got some kids who would ask really deep theological questions that I don't know the answer to. Um, <laughs> but, but I would say the most are um, things like you see a tragedy happen in the community. Uh, a child dies at a young age, a car wreck, um, and, or my parents are getting a divorce. People are really mean to me. I have no friends. And, and just that question in general is what do I do with suffering? Hmm. Um, and why is there suffering? And I think that's something that, that we see. Yeah. And goodness, that, that is, I mean, that's a question, you know, I've gotten from students and I mean, it is extremely complex, uh, to begin to try to deal with that. Um, because, you know, it seems like inevitably, uh, you, you get into that of what, well, you know, why did God allow evil? And like you said, why does God allow suffering? And, um, those can be some, some very complex and, and weighty discussions and some that are just, you know, not easy, quick answers. Um, and, and so just, the jar, it's those things are jarring. So it kind of wakes them up from whatever, whatever they're in. It's kind of asleep as they walk through life, not asking questions. I think these jarring situations make you ask, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and something else I see is as far as um, behavior goes, I think that sometimes they're asking like, how far is too far in terms of like, my boyfriend or my girlfriend or yeah. random boys and random girls or drugs, alcohol, you know, vaping, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, what yes. Marijuana, all those things. Yeah. So, so when you do have a student come to you and, and kind of talk to you about uh, just questions on suffering, um, wh- where do you typically try to go with them? Where, where, how do you respond initially uh, when they come to you with, you know, like you said, it's parents getting a divorce or it's a, it's a, a death of a loved one or a, a friend. Uh, what, what do you typically, how, how do you typically respond? Well, I mean, I would say, first of all, I just, I, I usually feel pretty broken for them. Um, yeah. I just feel in just the weight of what they're feeling. I, I try to put myself in their shoes. Um, I think it's easy sometimes, especially with more minor things, you know, like, oh, well, people are making fun of you, get over it. I, I, I think that it's really important to to get either whether it's sympathy from my past experience or some empathy um, and really move into where they are um, and, and try to understand what they're feeling if, if we can't. Um, so that's like the first thing I would say that I do. And then um, I think really pointing them to the cross um, and um, – and I think it's hard to say, but but a lot of times my answer for them is like, I don't have an answer. I think that we're living in between the garden and redemption. And the, the heartbreaking answer is that this is the world's broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that but that leads again into, you know, like, why does God why is there suffering? And that's the sin in the world. that we yeah. see. But you're, you're doing two things that I think are very helpful. And we need we need to think about as one, just being physically present you know, with mm-hmm. someone, especially in the midst of tragedy and suffering. I mean, the Lord uses that mightily. Um, mm-hmm. and, and kind of going along with that, sometimes we don't need to feel like we, we need to have an answer. Or sometimes we don't need to nearly necessarily say anything. 
um, that, you know, when people are hurting, I mean, you know, obviously sometimes we can say things that are foolish and I can actually hurt and make them, you know, hurt even more. And so I, I don't think we need to move past or overlook the importance of just our physical presence of being with someone. Um, I mean, that's something not feeling the pressure to have an answer that that's, that's freeing too. Absolutely. Um, because yeah, yeah, I think there, there is that pressure for sure, especially with, with youth workers. Um, we think, okay, look, we're the ones discipling these students, these middle schoolers, these high schoolers, they look up to us. Um, I think it, it, it's, there's a lot of wisdom in saying, and I think we said it on this podcast before of just saying, I don't know, or, you know, that's, that's a good question. Or, you know, this scenario you're talking about here, I mean, look, this is really difficult. This is really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't know if I've got an easy solution or uh, an easy answer um, right. to this. So I think that's, that's big that you're, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good um, perspective uh, to have on this. And just, I'm sorry. Like that's yeah. a huge thing. You know, going to, going to, you know, a, a, a funeral way before a child's time, that kind of thing. Just, I don't know what to say. I'm so sorry. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, we, we know, I mean, the scriptures say when you think of um, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, blessed are those who mourn um, for they should be comforted. I, I mean, there, there is a reality to, you know, the fact that yes, we, we think back to the garden of perfection and we know that uh, those who are in Christ are headed to glory. And so any kind of suffering is foreign to us. We know we weren't created uh, for suffering. Um, and so it's difficult, obviously, when we go when we go through that. Um, but, but again, looking to the, the promises of Christ um, that we will be comforted, but that's a promise too that um, there is going to be mourning. There is going to be sadness uh, because we're on this side of glory. Um, and so, uh, yeah, sometimes we want to try to alleviate that, and it's not necessarily um, the Lord's intention to alleviate it in that moment. That, uh, like you said, uh, some of these students, um, because of, uh, where they are, they, they aren't reflecting as much. And so suffering and pain can can move them to reflection. And we know that uh, the Lord often uses pain and suffering uh, to, yeah. to help them help them do that. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 good. I mean, I, I said that something something that sticks out to me a lot is that um, when kids aren't asking questions, sometimes their behavior and the things they do are still asking questions that are internal. Um, and I think that I see a lot of um, just am I enough in general mm-hmm. and in a performance-based society? Am I, am I pretty enough? Am I good enough at this? Am I popular enough? Am I witty enough? Um, do you like me? It's just, mm-hmm. those are internal questions. And I think their behavior shows those questions, whether they're asking them out loud or not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's something I'm pretty sure for the next several podcasts, I'm going to be referencing, um, the movie eighth grade, um, and I guess I know you're in on that discussion when uh, several youth workers met up at uh, the coffee shop to discuss that movie. But I mean, yeah, that, that entire storyline just kind of screamed that, you know, you had this uh, girl who was longing for acceptance and wanting to belong and, you know, wanting to be liked by others. And, you know, Kayla, I believe is her name. And you know, she had a YouTube channel and, you know, asking people to subscribe and like and all those things. Um, and so, yeah, like you said, sometimes, these students aren't asking those questions, but their behavior and what, you know, what they're doing is, is, is showing, yeah, there's a question uh, behind the surface. And, and like you said, there's that longing for acceptance that they have. Absolutely. Well, I guess um, this is, you know, good. Like you said, there, there's a lot of 
uh, questions you receive on different ends of the spectrum. Um, some of these very, very uh, difficult, very sobering uh, to wrestle with. Anything else you want to add before we uh, close this out? Uh, I think that's great. All right. Thanks, Augusta. Thanks, John.